Maybe Morgan dressed like Wolverine Maybe Dave ate his way out of trouble Maybe Tuscan's diorama came in last Maybe Morgan tunneled out of jail Maybe Dustin ran for council member Maybe Dave found himself horribly miscast Find out what happened Yes, find out what happened Since when last we left our Welcome to When Last We Left Our Podcast, a bi-weekly storytelling podcast hosted by me, Morgan Pielli. Me, Dave Worth. And me, Dustin Diodato. Each week we tell true stories inspired by our lives from events that happened to us since the last time we recorded the podcast. When last we left our podcast, Dustin went to his wife's improv show, Dave ran from his inadequacies, and Morgan cooked on Mother's Day. This week, Morgan yells at buses, Dave goes for a picnic at Central Park, and Dustin's theater closes. So... I guess I will start, since I am the Morgan who read his Morgan part first. Um, Graceful. Thank you. I pride myself on my my elegant transitions into things. Um, (laughs) Do do you want to say the words that you're going to say in order now? I'm going to use my word mouth to produce sound parts and sentence structure. Um, We all love the MTA. This is going to be very New York focused for all of our readers. Readers? who are reading this podcast <laughs> in sound book form. Uh, for all of our listeners who aren't in New York, um, please enjoy uh, America's Triumph. The uh, I would like to MTA. point out that I'm the hungover one this week. Oh, I'm just perpetually hungover. <laughs> it's because I don't drink. My body has decided to always be hungover, just in case. Just in case. To make up for the fact that I don't drink. To punish me for my, um, my temperance. Um, so... To get here, as I was telling you earlier, Dustin, um, as you guys have probably noticed, I'm either really early or really late. Like, we start recording at noon, um, God's hour, and I tend to get here sometimes half an hour early. Like, I just cooled my heels at a local coffee shop earlier today, or I'll get here way late and you guys are just, like, tapping your foot and tapping your watch and tapping your nose as you look at me angrily. Yeah, um, I, I know this is only our third episode, but we've already threatened to kick you out once. Yeah, yeah. Just so it's, it's clear. That, that, and that I completely understand that. Um, I mean, I was yelling obscenities at you at the time and then afterwards and then for three other days, but it totally, I, I sympathize. Um, the reason... It wasn't so much a threat as it was, do you want to leave? Because you're yelling at <laughs> you us. You guys seemed surprised when I came back. Did you actually kick me out and I just didn't get it? And then I came yeah. back and you guys were like, why are you here? Okay, I guess we're getting... Mm, can't so the out. MTA... Yeah. So the MTA, um, the reason for my varied travel schedule is because I take a bus part of the way to get here and part of the way to get back. I take uh, this one bus that goes from, I live in Ridgewood, Ridgewood up to Queensboro Plaza, and then I take a train from there. And the buses, when they work, are amazing. It cuts a full, more than a half an hour out of my travel time. If I take the subway, it's about an hour and a half, almost two hours to get up here. But if I take the bus halfway, it's under an hour. It's always shocking to me, by the way, like um, that there are places in New York where you like and a lot of them in the city. Like if I were to take from like Sunnyside where I live to go to, say, like um, Park Slope, it would take a good hour, hour and a half. That's how long it takes to get to Philadelphia. Yeah. Yeah. It is. The way (laughs) things are set up here is stupid as F. It's so much faster to have a bicycle if you don't mind, as Dave said in an earlier podcast, of nearly being killed just yeah, so many times. I, I, I get around real quick, except for the times that I face death yeah. full in the face. Whereas when you're in a bus, you're the one um, facing down death because, I mean, they're 
giant terrifying beasts but you're inside of it so you're safe um so getting here the last time we recorded um was fine i got here in like an under an hour is amazing and but getting back home i took the, the subway the subway was like right there when i when i uh, left and i was like oh, i'm making great time making great time and i got to the transfer point which is this like <laughs> this weird like alleyway behind a bunch of buildings near queensborough plaza like it's really sketchy it's right across like it's like kitty quarter to the the korean times newspaper which um i think is trying to fool people into thinking it's related to the new york times because use the exact same font I'm like i don't think they're related how many check cashing places do you need to walk There's by so many check there? cashing <laughs> check cashing and then just like sketchy flower shops yep you know quote flower shops and um so Usually what happens is they'll go back there and they'll be my bus, presumably, just a bus sitting there. Because there's this like... It's the start of the line. Yeah, yeah. It's the start of the line. And there's like an Applebee's or something right there. I forget what the restaurant is. So Applebee's, enjoy your free publicity. And usually the bus driver's in there drinking a coffee, just waiting until it's his or her time to like get started. And the bus doesn't have the sign on, anything going. So it's usually that bus. So I see just a, a ghost bus sitting there. I'm like, oh, okay, well, I got here a little bit early. That's not terrible. I only have like five, uh, five, ten minutes before the bus is supposed to leave. So I'm standing there waiting for the bus driver to come out with his coffee. And there's a couple other guys there with me. There's this like businessman and this woman. Um, she's not there for very long. So it's mostly just me and this businessman. And we're waiting. And the time comes for the bus to leave. This is the, uh, the Q39. And nothing happens. Nobody comes out of the, uh, the Applebee's. Then this other bus pulls in, and it's Q39, but it's going the other way. Um, and we're like, oh, well, that sucks. That's It must just be weird timing. So it pulls up, opens the door, a bunch of people get out. Nobody gets on. Closes the door, starts to pull away, changes its sign to indicate that it was, in fact, my bus. And me and the businessman just look at each other like cartoon characters and go, what the? <laughs> and then we start booking after it, and we run for a full block just sweating through our very fine clothing, mine, my, you know, t-shirt, so I'm fine. But his business suit is, I'm sure, ruined. And screaming at this bus. And the bus driver sees us. Like, I make eye contact with this guy. Just keeps on rolling, drives away. We stumble back to the ghost bus, at which point the driver of that bus comes out. And he's this young guy, wraparound glasses. Like, he seemed like maybe late 20s. You know, someone you might have gone to high school with. You can maybe recognize him like, oh, I guess that's what he's doing in his life. But he's, you know, he seems to be happy. And I guess, you know, great. Everyone's got a different path. And I'm condescending because I went to art school. And he comes out and he's like, what, what happened? And I tell him, oh, you know, that the bus changed its sign and then just took off without stopping. And he's like, he sympathized. He's really sweet. He goes, oh, my God, that's insane. That's horrible. Um, I'm so sorry. Um, and I say, like, well, what bus are you? And he goes, well, I'm also the Q39. I'm the next one. I don't leave for a half an hour. So I'm like, oh, really? Yeah, sorry, man. So he goes back inside to finish his coffee. I'm like, whatever. You know, I've, that's his lunch break. I'm not going to get mad at him for that. At which point, another bus pulls up. And this one is a completely different line. So it's not mine. Um, but it also is going the opposite direction. The businessman's like, well, I could take that bus, but it's going the wrong way. Pulls up, opens the doors. A bunch of people get off. Nobody gets on. Closes the doors. Starts to pull away. Changes its sign again going the correct way and the businessman freaks out so in sympathy i sprint along with him for a full block shouting this bus down this bus driver um she sees us also but she stops i think she realizes that she done fucked up and she lets the businessman on and i stumble back to the applebee's 
Uh, at which point that young bus driver from my bus, the ghost bus, comes back out again. It's like, what's going on? I just saw you, you sprinting out, you know, across the block again. Like, and I tell him what happened. He goes, oh, my God. Well, you know, some of these bus drivers have seniority. They've been here for so long they can't get fired. So they just think they can do anything. And he's like really bitter about this, I guess, because he's just started and he sees this stuff happen all the time. Um, so he was, he was really nice about it. And when it actually came time to board the bus, he uh, didn't even make me swipe my card, which symbolically was a very sweet gesture. I have an unlimited card, so it didn't matter. But it was very symbolically, it was very nice. Um, and while on the bus ride back, I put together an email, an angry email to send to the MTA, which I'm going to read to you now. I, I wrote, because they have a complaint section on their webpage, and I wrote, um, while waiting at the Queensboro Plaza stop for the 12.15 p.m. Ridgewood-bound Q39, a bus pulled up with its sign reading that it was a Q39 going in the other direction. It wasn't until the driver pulled out and drove away that he changed the sign over to Ridgewood Q39. Myself and other customer chased after him for a block, but he ignored us and drove off. Uh, a day later, I received the following email from a, a, presumably a woman named uh, Ivy Teradash, which is a great name, the senior customer service associate. She wrote, we regret the incident you reported. The type of action you reported is not indicative of the high standards of courtesy, customer service, and professionalism set forth in our guidelines. All employees are expected to provide prompt, courteous service at all times and are held accountable when they do not abide by these guidelines. Consequently, we are referring your complaint to supervision in our Department of Buses for review. With the information you provided, we will be able to identify this employee for questioning and appropriate action as warranted. If it becomes necessary for the investigating manager to require additional information from you regarding your complaint or to request your presence at a disciplinary hearing, we will contact you again by email. Thank you for bringing this matter to our attention. Now, this presents a new wrinkle. What if they contact me and I have to face down this bus driver in person? I want to go. I know, oh, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. Like, and part of me is like, I don't want to get this guy fired. What if this is his livelihood? What if this is he's all union, he has? He can't be fired. He's, okay, yeah. first of all, yeah, he's union. He can't be fired. Second of all, that's, again, the condescending art student. Me going like, oh, but this is all he's done in life. That poor guy. No, but I mean, like, if he is, if he is, as this guy says, like, he's, he's, this is a, this is a disciplinary ding that might, like, affect his, like. Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, ability to, um, you know, move up from E E twenty seven to E twenty eight sure. for 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 a six month period or something. But it's it's um, he's he's oper- for one he created a very unsafe situation with you running yeah. after a bus. Yeah, you know, like very unsafe because we had to run to an intersection. Yeah, and yeah. for two like and uh, we were tired, it, we could have had a heart attack or. Well, the thing that always drowned in our own perspiration. The, sure, the thing that always like I come back to is when you're moving this number of people and it's this big a thing, any delay, anything that goes in any way wrong costs somebody their job. Yeah, costs or costs somebody their life. You know, like people get around you. Like it's inevitable that there will be delays, but you see it all the time. Somebody runs up, misses the doors, and has a complete meltdown because this was like, yeah, they are. This is the thing that's going to get them fired or whatever. Yeah. Um. So you know, like to obviously, like the thing, these things happen, but to wantonly engage that happening, fuck that guy. Yeah, and I'm sure it's because he's trying to keep to a schedule. He's like. He's playing the like, well, I don't see anyone getting on my bus, therefore I can leave now, sort yeah. of a thing. Like it's 
it's a game. And that's the problem with the buses in New York is, and I'm sure in other places too, they are all over the map schedule wise and you just can't rely on them. Um, I just want to answer your question. If yeah, you yeah. get called in, yeah, we take the podcast on the road. Oh, we absolutely we podcast, do. <laughs> podcast yeah. live. From I will, if they, if they won't let us bring the, all of this equipment, which I don't see any problem with, um, I will at least bring my phone and just leave it on. Yeah. So you guys will get to hear the incredibly, uh, boring minutia. Um, <laughs> so, this again happened to me, and I will briefly go through this because I feel like this has now been following me, and I'm wondering if perhaps some retaliation has gone into effect because I had to go to the BEA conference, which is a book expo, on Friday. And I, uh, instead of walking because the Javits Center is terrible and it's like three or four long blocks away from the nearest subway, I decided to take the, uh, the M34 shuttle bus to Javits Center, which comes every 10 minutes. And I waited a full 45 minutes for this bus to come. In the blistering sun, um, I'm sure because I have the MTA app that they can track me and they know that I'm waiting for it. So I don't, th- I don't, I don't think, that think that is, I think that is the I reasonable. Think th- I think that's a, don't, I, I think, think that it's more likely that it's a crosstown bus. That, that sounds less and reasonable. And the crosstown buses move slower than, than, than foot traffic. So what you're saying is I shouldn't have sent, uh, three angry tweets to the MTA. No, you should absolutely do that. I sent, um, at 249, I wrote, uh, MTA M. 34 at Javits has missed three arrival times. Um, where is it? And then I wrote again, uh, half an hour later, um, we've been sanding at West 34 and seventh for a full half hour. Where's M 34 at bus. Uh, again, I put at MTA to make sure they saw this. And then finally I wrote, as soon as I got onto the bus at three Oh five at MTA bus service, do your jobs better. <laughs> Mic drop. Um, I'm, I'm going to give you a piece of advice please. from me. Um, uh, this will end well, I'm sure. No, it's fine. It, um, uh, you probably shouldn't do it, but it's a good piece of advice anyway. Um, I, the, the light uh, at the subway station around here yeah, uh, goes out quite frequently mm-hmm. on the stairs, so it becomes very dangerous. And people will occasionally ask to get it fixed, um, and nothing ever comes of it. Um, I ask to get it fixed with my cane, and I <sighs> go there and I say, hey, I'm visually impaired, and it makes it more dangerous for me. And Three times I've done this. Three times the light was fixed the next day. Wow. So I suggest you go to the bus driver and say, I'm blind. <laughs> right. <laughs> and it's very dangerous. And they will fix it. And they will come and get you. Um, you good. shouldn't do that because it's a dirty it's, lie. It's, or That could or, backfire on me. Or blind yourself. Yeah. That's another option. Well, if it, it means mildly more convenient bus service, then yes, it's worth yeah. it. Yes, Dave. Do you honestly believe that the MTA is retaliating against you for... for... <sighs> no, that was mostly for comedic effect. Right. And well worth it because the laughs that that garnered. Um, but at the same time, like, it is indicative of how poorly run the... Like, as much as we complain about the subway service... Oh, the buses are 10 times. Buses are so... And they have the potential to be so much better. They don't though because they don't. <laughs> but because, because half an hour it cuts out of my travel. I know, I know, but they, but they're on city streets and city streets. Yeah, like true. the reason the reason the MTA subway lines work as well as they sometimes do is because <laughs> there's nothing in their way. Yeah, right, they 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 monopolize those tracks. Right, Whereas, but at the same time they also can't maneuver around any issues that happen on the tracks. Whereas the buses can take alternate routes and. They, they, well, not really. I mean, they can't, they can't substantively change a route to drop. Uh, no, that's a good point. To, to drop out uh, stops, and the other thing is like New York is a traffic nightmare. Hmm. Um, uh, just in general, like that that thing I said about crosstown buses is true. They move slower than walking. 
Um, yeah, I actually, it would have, instead of waiting for 45 minutes, I could have just walked the 15 minutes. But it was that thing where it's like, oh, the next, t-. and the alternate bus kept coming. The guy's like, oh, that's right behind me. It's right behind me. But yeah, you're right. I easily could have just walked it. Um, and then you'll like the other thing that gets, that happens, you'll see like four buses arrive at the same time cause they get stacked up. Um, but yeah, there's no, there's, there's no real way around any of it except like to personal blimp, personal blimp, like Alberto Santos Dumont. I'll have a small dirigible with a single person basket and, uh, a rope that I could just drape over the, all of the horse hitching posts around New York. And then I, I could just climb down and get my groceries and climb back up again. I think that's great. I also think that, uh, the city should just, um, make bus only, uh, uh, streets. Yeah. Actually, that would make a lot that, more sense. That would, that would be a great yeah. way to do that. Um, I mean, they have bus lanes, but they're generally only in the uptown, downtown. Right. right. And right. they're kind of only um, uh, respected uh, in, the, in the way that people respect uh, bike lanes, which Fair is enough. to say not at all. Yeah. Like, people double park in that shit all the time. So, yeah. So that was uh, that was my week. Awesome. Awesome. Uh, well, I'll, I'll tell my tell my little number now. Um, uh, so last uh, Sunday, uh, my wife and I. Decided to go for a picnic because it was very nice weather. And, and you're adorable. We are that is true. adorable and romantic. Um, so uh, we decided to go to Central Park because that's where you picnic. Um, and we got a bunch of cheese and crackers and root beer because, again, adorable. Sure. Uh, and we went to the park. Um, and uh, we had a great time. Uh, found, a, found a little... Uh, uh, fairly unused spot uh, in the north side of the park. Uh, ate our cheese and crackers, hung out for a bit, uh, looked at the park, looked at the people, and then... Uh, there's a party me that's helping there's going to be like, and that's my story. And that's <laughs> that's what happened. Um, we uh, drifted it off was a real Guys, it was a real New York moment. Whoa. Nothing happened. <laughs> um... No, uh, so, and then we packed up, uh, it's time to go home, and uh, walking through, like, a a relatively um, populous area of New York, you hear, like, a lot of snippets of conversation, and most of them are nothing-happened conversations, like, people um, just saying to each other, like, did you get the thing? No, Julie will get it, you know, or whatever. Um, Are we going to go to lunch? Let's go in a half an hour. Whatever. Um, uh, but you're kind of attenuated, always sort of listening for, like, the lunacy or the, like, um, uh, funny thing that somebody's going to say, which will inevitably happen if you walk past enough people. So um, we're approaching uh, the east side of the park to get ready to leave. And we uh, pass more and more people because now you're getting towards the exterior of the park. And there's this like row of benches where there's a lot of people are sitting and there's a, an, an older guy and a young woman with him. And the older guy is, uh, like old, old, probably 90, um, African American in a wheelchair. Um, and he's dressed in a suit. And whenever I see something, like that, like an old guy who's that old in a suit, I Im- immediately somewhat probably condescendingly go, good for you. But I also <laughs> think, 
Why? <laughs> you don't have a business meeting. <laughs> no. Or if you do, wow. You're dressing up for God. Um, but or, it could be like, you know, like when you see pictures of people like in the Depression and they're waiting on yeah. the soup line, they're all in suits. They're all in suits. It's it's a could, it could just be a cultural thing. Like uh, uh, he's, an, he's a product of his time. Um, but me, like uh, the way I'm dressed right now is I'm wearing cargo pants that uh, haven't been washed in like half a week. I've worn a couple other times, and uh, a T-shirt that is at least two years old, um, and that is a good day for me. Like, so the thought of what I'm going to look like when I'm 90 and have nobody to impress at all, uh, I, I'll be wearing paper bags. Um, so I'm always impressed by people who uh, dress up in any regard, especially at that age. So that's what that's that guy, and sitting next to him um, is this young younger woman who, like, uh, from the way she's dressed and her manner, definitely seems to be like his home health care aide or something like that. Um, and uh, they're having a conversation, and the woman is saying to him something about like a show that she likes. She's on the History Channel. She's talking about it, and he's sort of listening, like nodding along, and she says to him this. Do you ever watch the History Channel? And he takes this long pause, really considers it, and then says, No, I really don't. And to me, that was the funniest thing <laughs> anybody has ever said uh, for a couple reasons. One, this guy, of course, he doesn't watch the History Channel, he is the History <laughs> Channel. Um, uh, but two, it was such like a, like you could see the intention behind it of like, no, I don't watch that shit. Come on. Like, um, uh, right. It, similar to the way if somebody had asked me, like, do you watch Oprah's network? <laughs> no, I was like, no, I really do. Right. I don't. And I consciously don't. Right. I like really, really don't. But, but he's also being co- polite. Cause like, yeah. like, but she, she does. And I don't want to hurt her feelings, right. but I want to make it clear. I don't. Yeah. yeah. Um, and, uh, it was, it was, it was really, it was a really funny moment. I, I also like, I mean, I say that this guy is is the History Channel, but he really is. Like, that guy, again, uh, a 90-year-old African-American man in, in the Upper East Side of Manhattan in Central Park is everything America. <laughs> like, um, the history of race in our country. That guy, uh, his parents were probably not owned, but his grandparents definitely were. Hmm. Um you know, like the history of uh, social movement in America, like his 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 ability to be there at all. Um, at that age, he almost certainly um, was compelled to be in the draft too. Right. So he, it's very likely he also fought in one of America's wars. Probably, he's probably. You know, like he. It was one of those things where I immediately wanted to ask him his life story, but I also felt incredibly like. I can't do that. This guy is like just a guy, you know, right. like, but, the, but just in that one statement and his demeanor and his being, uh, it carried so much, uh, weight and, and humor. Um, it was such a small moment, but it was really, I, I knew right when I saw it, that's what I'm going to talk about. <laughs> um, so, uh, that's what I, that's what I talked about. Cool. Um, okay. All right. Okay. Uh, I guess right it's my on. turn then. 
Um, so uh, I'm going to probably, I'm going to go away from my topic for a little bit, and then I'm going to come back, and you know me. I, I don't like to just go, I don't like a line. I like going all over the place. Um, so, uh, yeah, as as, um, as you mentioned earlier, uh, the part of my story revolves around the theater that I perform at uh, on a weekly basis for the last three years, closing, um, which is an event that kind of hit me, uh, but not as much as it could. Uh, and here's where I'm going to go away for a little bit and then come back. Uh, in 1995, uh, I interned at VH1. Uh, and it was sort of uh, like, it wasn't MTV in 1995, but it was equally as just like, there were Coke parties and shit like that. Like, it was a bad place to... Oh, really? Yeah. Wow. Uh, VH1 was kind of like the, like cool alternative to MTV at the time. Yeah. Right. Like, like you did drugs at your desk at MTV. You did drugs behind the school at VH1. Okay. Basically, you know, and as an intern, I did none of that stuff. Uh, but everybody there was always like kind of too cool for school and drunk or high or whatever. Uh, and there was one producer um, named Annika, uh, a red-haired, very nice lady who was kind of above it all, you know, uh, she did her job. She did it well. She never got stressed, no matter how bad something went. Uh, she was always fine. And you know, I went to one of the producers one day, and I said, well, how does she manage to maintain that? Uh, how, you know, how is she like that? And they said, oh, well, she meditates for like half an hour to an hour every day. Hmm. Uh, and it, you know, it calms her down. And I was like, oh, she's like a hippie weirdo freak. Uh, <laughs> Uh, so they're like, okay, never mind. Uh, but it kind of stuck with me, you know, that she had this thing. Uh, and, um, a, a few years later, uh, I decided, you know what? Like meditation sounds like a cool, good idea. It worked for her. Let me give it a shot. And I literally went out and I bought, um, the idiot's guide to meditation, <laughs> uh, which is like, that was the one that spoke to you, huh? Yeah, that was the one. Cause they, cause the rest of them all had like, weird flowers and boot on it and shit like that. No, now it just has an upside down triangle head man. Yeah. Uh, well, no, this one, it had like this picture of this woman in like, like right by a river or something like that. And she just looks so peaceful. And I was like, yeah. And yeah. like, meanwhile, Clippy, the Microsoft uh, right, clip, right. Uh, paper clip is like, how can I help you meditate? <laughs> right. Um, so, uh, so yeah, 90, you look like you're trying to meditate. <laughs> uh, 95% of, of it's guide to meditation is, Clippy and dumb. Um, but about 5% of it, like, sort of resonated with me uh, in, a, in a meaningful way. Like, I remember there was one, like, okay, for like six months, I did it very, very regularly. Um, and it's so good. Like, you should totally do it. Everybody should totally do it. Like, because um, in reading the book, I was like, all of this is fucking bullshit, you know? Um, like, they talked about these... Uh, monks who would be able to go out in like zero degree weather in like the equivalent of shorts and a t-shirt i don't think they were wearing shorts and a t-shirt but you know what i mean like uh right and yeah they uh and they wouldn't get cold because they would just sort of like concentrate on their body being warm and i was like that's dumb that's not a <laughs> yeah, thing that's that probably not real that's but. not a thing that people can do but i i will tell you right now that like if i need like when I'm in the heat of it, if I need to make my body warmer or colder, hmm. I can. Really? It's freaking weird. Yeah. Like, there were a few times where, like, I generally felt like I was in the Matrix and I could slow down time. 
Like it was, I, this all sounds really weird and crazy, <laughs> but I swear to you, like there's something magical about it. Hmm. Um, and for probably like for about eight years after that, like six month period of time that I, uh, stopped, uh, I didn't do it again. Uh, and I don't know what made me stop. And I remember consciously telling people like, I should really be doing this again because like I was super happy when I was doing it. It like, it helped me in, in so many ways. It helped me deal with stress. It helped me like feel, not feel like overcome by things and all that. Uh, and, and I just stopped. Um, cut to the last two weeks since we've, uh, you know, been recording the podcast. Uh, last week, uh, my grandmother who raised me, uh, I found out, um, went to the hospital. She's got a, infection in her heart uh it's in a real bad way we went to go visit her uh and i um it, it hit me hard and work was hitting me hard and everything was just sort of getting on top of me uh and then i was watching the news uh and, and just to go back for a second like and i had, had a conversation with my wife about how much weight i was feeling you know uh in terms of uh, just pressure from work and all these things hitting me. And like I talked about the previous week, um, I had had an issue at the improv show that I was doing and uh, how I didn't want my group to go first because I needed like 15 minutes of just sort of chill time before the show. And, um, and I didn't get it. Our group had to go first and how much it fucked with me. Cause it was like the one thing in any given week that I could look to as a moment of joy at a moment that I could control, you know, uh, and that I didn't, I couldn't have anything fuck with that, you know? And that was the only thing that was getting me through all the stuff that was going on, all this weight. Um, anyway, cut to like Monday morning. Um, and I happened to see a news story about a guy who had written a book called The Four Hour Work Week. Tim Ferriss. Uh, yeah, I guess. Um, and, you know, he talked about a bunch of different things. And he's like, the one thing that he learned from interviewing all of these highly successful people and all of these people who like have managed to accomplish a ton of things is that they meditate on a regular basis. And that gives them the ability to sort of focus highly on a task and be much more efficient and get more things done. So if they're working more time or whatever, they can, you know, they're accomplishing five times what, an, what a regular person is, which is partially why they're so successful. And I was like, you're trying to get me to meditate, universe. Like... Because <laughs> you know I've been thinking about it, and here is this new story. Um, and then after that, later on, uh, my wife and I watched uh, the show Daredevil uh, on Netflix. Uh, and again, he talked about like, well, he had just gotten like stabbed in the like in the abdomen and was bleeding. And they're like, well, how do you deal with that? And he's like, well, I just you know I meditate a lot, and it helps me heal, and it helps me like be able to do all these things. And I was like, well, fuck you, universe. <laughs> like, fine, fine fine, I'll do it. Uh, so, um, the first time in a long time, uh, I had, I decided to meditate that day. Uh, and, uh, I, and I did the next morning, uh, the Tuesday morning. Uh, and I, you know, I was feeling in like a pretty decent place. Uh, and then I look over at my phone and I get an email saying, Hey, the theater you've been performing in for the last three years is closing down. Um, after tomorrow, you don't have a show again. And I was like, well, that sucks. Like, that is an, like, that's the, the thing I just talked about. The only thing that was giving me happiness, uh, 
is all of a sudden now sort of taken from me. Um, and I, um, and I had this sort of weird moment of realization of just like, thank you universe for reminding me to do this thing <laughs> that is going to keep me from losing my goddamn mind because, uh, cause I had to do the show the next day knowing that like this thing that was helping me like connect to the person who I wanted to be, uh, was going away. And there was so much weight on this fucking show, you know? And there were so many ways that the show could get taken down because it was, uh, you know, like any sort of imperfection, uh, could sort of fuck with my head because I, I was saying goodbye to this thing that had been such a significant portion of my life. Um, but for some reason that Wednesday, because of the meditation and because I was just trying to sort of not let any one thing sort of bounce around my head for too long, um, I didn't let it crush me. And I'd like the story to end with, and we had the best show of our lives and it was super wonderful. Um, it wasn't. It was a series of really shitty shows. It was, uh, the environment at the theater was very bizarre because everybody had gotten that email the previous mm. day. So everybody was a little like, hey, what is, like, are we just going to pretend like it's not a thing? And like, we talked about it, but nobody really ever like approached it. And three of the eight team members didn't show up. Wow. Uh, because of that email? No, um, two, two weren't going to come anyway and one just mm. didn't show up. Uh, we were all supposed to hang out afterwards and some of the people left, some of the people only hung out for five minutes. Like it was, um, there were so many ways that like it could have sort of messed with my head, you know? Um, and it was only thanks to the fact that like, um, that I sort of centered myself in some sort of weird way previously that I wasn't mad at all of them. I was just like, Oh, well this is just a thing. They have their things. I have my things. Like I'll figure it out. I'll move on. And like, just thinking about it for a little bit, I was like, yeah, well, I didn't like that group that much anyway. And the theater was not exactly what I wanted it to be, you know? Uh, and it was a comforting blanket. Um, and now I can go figure out where my next comforting blanket will come from, where I can challenge myself in some sort of weird way. Uh, so while it was something that I was gripping onto, maybe I was just gripping onto it because I... Needed to grip onto something, you know? Uh, and it wasn't the right thing for me to grip onto. Uh, and it's so amazing to me that only from like two days of just giving myself 10 minutes of being in my own head, you know, of just relaxation. Now, relaxation is the wrong word, but 10 minutes of just being in the moment allowed me to process those things so much better than I otherwise would have. And I mean, I did therapy for nine years, you know, and it helped. And I, this isn't like a meditation commercial, although it sounds an awful lot like it is. Um, and I'm not some sort of weird hippie guy. I mean, you know, you guys know me. I'm not like... As the it, hungover one here, I will say that you are way more straight-laced than me, certainly. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I'm not, uh, you know, uh, uh, I don't drink or really, or smoke, or do drugs, or any of those things, and uh, I, I, I'm going to keep doing it, because... <laughs> uh, I mean, if it know. works, that's the important thing. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, yeah, so that was my sort of week, uh, past couple of weeks, was sort of dealing with my, you know, my grandmother being incredibly sick, uh, dealing with my theater closing down, and for some reason, feeling better than I did this time two weeks ago, hmm. uh, which is unusual, 
Um, and I don't mean that I'm not bummed that my grandmother's sick, and I don't mean that I'm not bummed that the theater closed down, but I'm, I guess I'm capable of processing it better. Hmm. So that's my story. That's fantastic. Um, when, I, when I was a more religious person when I was growing up, I went to, my family went to a Quaker meeting, and meditation was a big part of that. So I also experienced a lot of that. Um, I never had quite the same magical results that you did, but I definitely did. Like one of the early uh, things they had us do was they put, they clipped this thing to your finger that could like take your pulse, and they would do a guided meditation, and you could actually hear your heart rate slowing down, which was just like amazing to hear like, oh, I can actually control my heart rate. Like, mm-hmm. it's such a weird thing to, like, oh, I'm not at the whim of my body all the time. I can actually kind of make it do stuff. It's also so weird to think that you can't control your heart rate or your respiration yeah. or any of that or your blink rate or anything like that. Like, if you think about it, like, these are all functions of you. Mm-hmm. And they, like, obviously, it's been autonomic since you were born. So you just kind of uh, accept it. But at the same time, it's like, it's it's almost like if you take an Android device and you and you break it, you know, like you you you, uh, you, you jailbreak or yeah yeah, um, so that you can install apps on it that mm-hmm. that aren't from the from the Play Store or whatever. Um, that's kind of that's kind of what meditation does for you as a, um, a, a a person who can now control all these back end yeah right aspects of yourself. Do you ever do the thing where you think about breathing and then you can't breathe anymore? You, you know that. First of all, I hate the band Bush. <laughs> I have always hated right. the band Bush, but they have that song that that got so much fucking radio play when I was growing up. That starts "Breathe in, breathe out, breathe." That one, I fucking hate that song because whenever it would come onto the radio, I couldn't not breathe at the fucking rate of that fucking asshole Gavin and uh, that he was singing it and thinking, ah. You are trying to control my breath, you fucking. But all all songs are already bag. controlling your heart rate. Your ha- your heart rate automatically uh, sinks in with whatever song you're listening to. If you listen to it long enough. Well, I'm going to stop listening to music then, then because I want to control myself. Well, but if you stop listening to music, your heart might stop. Ah! But I'm not listening to music right now. Oh, oh no. <laughs> um, but uh, but yeah, no, I I I also flirted with meditation. I never did it like particularly, um. Uh, religiously or frequently, but um, it definitely, it's a very interesting experience just to sit there and be, to say, nope, that's thought, don't think. Mm, yeah. No. Like, yeah. It's, it's, uh, it's one of those things that's like, I think the thing I didn't understand or uh, figure out how to deal with was like, I'm not very good with inhibitive stuff. Uh, which is also why Alexander Technique, if you know that it's a theater technique, I didn't really like because Alexander Technique is a is a poise technique, basically at core, and its whole thing is don't collapse, don't collapse your spine, you know, like which is a very inhibitive thought. Mm-hmm. Like I and uh, don't think is kind of the same for me, you know, like. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, I think, I mean, I think, I don't know exactly how you were taught or it was explained to you, but I think the concept of don't think mm-hmm. isn't necessarily... Well, it's not so much don't think is. as like, First way, what, 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 I, what I was taught about meditation and I'm sure what I was taught in like the 15 minutes I learned about meditation right. is... It's not going to be nearly as good as it is. It's guide to meditation. Oh, yeah, <laughs> no. But it's also not going to be like, uh, this is something people have done for for millennia and there are, I'm sure, different theories of it. Um, but what I, the, the theory I was given was like, it, you're going to sit there, you're going to close your eyes, there won't be any music or anything in the room, you're just going to let the natural 
you know, sort of patterns of your uh, sensorium uh, hit you. Um, and as you are doing that, you will start to think about things and you're going to say that's thought. Uh, you're going to label that as thought. You're going to let it happen. And you're going to let it move away from you, basically. Uh, so that you're trying to engender this sort of scenario where you're just there, you know, mm-hmm. just just feeling what you feel in that moment. I, I, I and I think that I think you may have been led astray, at least okay. from the way that it that I have grown accustomed to it. And again, this is from a while ago, and me just starting, so I don't want to come and across from as the like complete some idiot's guide. Right. Yeah, from the complete idiot's guide uh, was that if you like, I, I think the ability, the, I don't think it's possible especially in that sort of scenario, to literally think about nothing, mm-hmm. which is why, like, from what, again, what I read, was just uh, focusing on your breathing so you are physically paying attention to that one thing mm-hmm. and then allowing that, once you've sort of gotten real zoned in on that, to move over to one other thought mm. or follow one thing down the road as opposed to, oh, when I'm done with this, I need to, you know, uh, call this person or I need to text this person and all that. And one thing that it, it did for me, and I'm hoping that it will do again, was uh, force me to get rid of all of those things um, that would try and poke into my head to begin with of like, oh, yeah, I got to email that person. Like it would make me want to email that person beforehand so that I didn't have to fight that thought or, oh, I got to make sure to, you know, get a card for this person's birthday. Like it would force me to get a lot of the clutter out of my life so that I could get a lot of the clutter out of my head. Gotcha. Because one of the things that your brain does is it always keeps a certain amount of shit in RAM uh, mm-hmm. so that you don't forget uh, mm-hmm. that you need to do it. And the more of that you can get out there, the more powerful every other thing can be. Right. Um, so I think just trying to like clear it all out is flawed because something will always poke in there. Sure. Even if it's just the thought of like, I'm consciously trying to not think about something. Like... Uh, will poke it more so than just like I'm gonna focus on my breathing. I'm gonna pick one or two things that I want to focus on. I'll focus on like a pain that I have in my leg or whatever it is, like, um, and trying to get rid of that. Anyway, that's enough hippie crap for me. <laughs> Great you fucking hip. I can feel my hair growing to my shoulders. Oh yeah, you just <laughs> I don't know how the rest of that you song just goes. Totally got dreadlocks. Yeah. Yep. Um. Well, cool guys. Yeah, uh, th- that's our that's our podcast. That's for been the our week. week. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, also, uh, a Toys R Us employee threw uh, flew a remote control helicopter into the back of my head. Um, <laughs> awesome. Yeah, it's been a great week. What were you? What were you? Why were you at? I, I, um, I was there killing time because I was angry at my boss. So I just had to walk around Times Square because that would make me laugh. Oh, yeah, angry. that, that, yeah. you know what the opposite of meditation is? <laughs> yeah, I decided to fill yeah. my, my brain with as much clutter as possible. And then a, an employee decided to fill it with a remote controlled helicopter <laughs> and then laugh at me. But I couldn't tell which employee it was because there's so many of those fucking employees with those remote controlled helicopters. Wow. Yeah. Speaking I just thought I'd throw that out for no reason. Speaking of angry emails, you should be sending. Yeah, yeah. I was, I was seriously uh, considering going and marching back in there and yelling at the management, but I realized it, it would do nothing. No. Did it? Did it fall to the ground? It did. And I was very tempted to just stomp on it. Yeah, I mean, the easiest way to figure out what employee it was is just grab the helicopter <laughs> and just be like, yeah, "Well, that's true. That's you hit me point. with it. This is mine now. Mine." <laughs> um, anyway, I just thought I'd throw that at the very last second that, to build suspense for. 
Maybe I'll go back in there and pick a fight with a oh, helicopter. Yeah. Should, I'll go yeah. in with a pool skimmer and just <laughs> swing it around. You should go in with a tennis racket and just start batting <laughs> it out of the sky. Uh, that Toys R Us is the worst. I've heard they, they lost they lost their lease. They did. Um, it's going that, away. That Toys R Us is the worst place. So it's, bad. It's the absolute, like, it is the, the, the bullseye on the concentric circles of hate in Times Square. It's just awful Times square is awful it's they have all these employees and i guess it's like a directive they've given them to just invade the personal space of customers so they'll do things like like oh a magic trick behind your ear like i don't fucking want your hand by my head yeah. or they'll fly remote control helicopters around or they'll throw like special paper airplanes that like circle around you mm-hmm. Ugh. it's everything i hate about solicitation on the street crammed into a store yeah i'm already there to buy stuff or at least to consider it you don't need to like hustle me i think on principle we should do research of like a small town in like iowa and be and just do like a whole episode on like inconveniences that only people from that <laughs> yeah yeah. Small very town in iowa, yeah, yeah 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 no we should like have you have you tried to get fruit <laughs> fruit yeah. uh, really hard out here um harvey's hardware store get some more fucking nails dude there's only two types of nails in your store i am tired of waiting for my mail to come in to the post office box <laughs> that i have <laughs> takes far too long and the door sticks uh anyway i think that's our episode for this yeah. week. i think so um uh thank you all for listening to our little podcast uh we'll be back in a couple weeks with some more stories uh until then check the oh. website who has uh, stuff coming up this week um i don't think i've got anything how about you guys uh no uh, if you listen to my story my theater closed <laughs> so thanks for asking no problem <laughs> No problem. Uh, you may want to hit the meditation again right <laughs> after this because you seem to be you seem tense. Blood boil. Yeah, it only works for for forty five second or for forty five minutes every every hour <laughs> every two weeks. <laughs> yeah, so um, you got to time it real good. Yeah, well, Dave, um, do you have anything coming up? You know, uh, my my group uh, that I normally perform with uh, takes two weeks off every. Uh, four weeks we have a very weird system so no we're we're off for the next couple weeks um but uh maybe i'll do an open mic with you more please do that'd be great i uh, can I, maybe i'll promote that other person's open mic i'll say that we are considering going to the open mic uh called split personality uh that is over at over the eight bar in williamsburg on thursday so yeah. if anyone wants to join us there maybe we'll get drinks afterwards maybe you'll have heard our podcast and you'll be like i love you guys all right Thanks, guys. Thanks so much, guys. Thank yous.